in the throne, you're on the throne, for you're in the power, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, we worship you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus, we worship you, Father. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Father God. Father, yes, uh, Sister Rose, Lord, I pray to Father God. Let your words, Father, be alive. Let your words, Father, breathe on them, oh, Father God. Breathe on them, oh, Father God. Jesus, Father God. Open our heart, our ears, oh, Father God, that we may receive your words, oh, Father God. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Good evening, everyone. the Lord for this night uh, he give us still the opportunity to gather together yes you know in many places they are not allowed to come together and worship but still we have the freedom Amen. tonight I want to share with you about <laughs> prayer you know in John 16 24 said says that until now you have asked nothing in my name Ask and it will receive that your joy may be full. We will say in our life as a Christian that we pray a lot. We pray. We pray so much that sometimes we have a lot of prayer that doesn't have answer. We pray that sometimes our prayer we discourage and we forget we don't mention it to God anymore. All of us has a prayer that doesn't have answer. But prayer is not only, it's not only that we connect to God. Prayer helps us to grow spiritually. Prayer also makes us to be dependent of God. You know, when you say our Father, it means that we are humble ourselves and call to our Father in heaven. In heaven. So, how can we change the heart of God in our prayer? Because we know that all of us pray to God. We pray for our life. We pray for our loved ones. We pray for our health. We pray for our financial status. And we know that oh, not all of these prayers are being answered. So persistent prayer, it's not forcing God to listen to us. But it makes us listen to God to what it makes us learn how to listen to God. You know, when we persist in prayer, it's not that hurry up, Lord. Answer my prayer. It's not that we are forcing God that give this to me, what I am asking. But it learned us how to wait on God. It gives us the opportunity to check ourselves to wait for God's timing. What, we, what should we do in order? What should we do if our prayer is not answered? What should we do? Uh, how's your feeling if you do uh, in your own uh, experience in your life? How you feel if your prayer for a long time doesn't been answered? Maybe God forgot me. Or, you know why in an honest answer, sometimes we are discouraged. 
sometimes it's look like we don't want to tell again to God because we don't listen what you are asking. But tonight, I want you to share with you the example of how to be persevere in prayer. You know, even though we don't like doing it, but we have to persevere because God can change her, his heart towards our own circumstances. You know, I will give you an example of God changing uh, things uh, in Luke chapter 11. I want to read with you the number 11. It's instruction about prayer. God changed the perspective of the disciples towards prayer. He said, it happened that while Jesus was praying on a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say that, Our Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. So our Father, it says when you say our Father, we think of our own will to surrender to our God. It means we are waiting for God's mercy on us. It's not that this is the one I like, Lord, this is the one. We give, we give, we ask God favor, our Father. We give, we ask favor how to uh, um, receive what we are asking. The parable in Luke, um, in Luke 11, it says, uh, verse 5 to 8, it says, you know why um, this parable, it's like a friend mentioned a friend and the need of a friend. And we know that God is more than a friend. He is our father. In verse 5, he said that, Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he answered and said, Do not bother me. The door has all already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and get you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give to him as much as he needs. So persistent. We have to be persevered and persistent in our prayer. It doesn't mean that our prayer doesn't answer. We have to stop doing it to God. God is more than a friend. This parable is only a friend because of a friend asked, how can I feed my friend coming from other places because I don't have nothing? A person, if you don't have relationship to a person, doesn't bother you because they don't know you. But a friend, because I know you are my friend and you have something that I ask for, I have to bother you in order to meet the needs of my friend. That's exactly the way our God. God 
if we know our God, that God can provide the things that we need, we can keep on knocking Him. We can keep on asking Him. That's why He said that in John 16:24, keep on asking. It means continuous. We don't stop here. We have to knock on God and ask Him until He said what He has answered to us. In, in delaying the answer of a prayer, there is four things to consider. As a children of God, we need to change our perspective. Why it is important? Because when our perspective can change us, like when waiting for the answer of God, we have to know that our perspective is impacting our thinking, our emotion, and in the in our action. It's also determined while we are waiting. God delay our prayer because He wants us to change our perspective or our outlook or how we can deal the things around us. It impacts the way we pray. It's it is the the it's all determined how we think. Like when we pray, we have to think that God will do his part. We have to anticipate that he will do the one we are asking. You know, in, in the parable of that um, uh, the friend, there's another parable that supports in being persistent. In, in Luke 18, Luke 18, 1 to 5, um, Luke 18, 1 to 5, it says, Now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. We don't need to stop. Saying, in a certain city, there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect men. There was a widow in the city, and she kept coming to him, saying, Give me legal protection for my opponent. For a while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to him, Even though I do not fear God and not respect men, Yet because of this widow bothered me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. It means that our persistence can unleash the power of God in our life. You know, if you are, if a person keeps coming and coming to you, you will be annoyed of this person. It's always asking you, baby. It's asking you. So to that two kinds of parable, it represents that we have to be persistent in anything we ask for God. We have to be persistent. This lawyer, this judge, not believing God either. He's not believing. But because of this widow that is persistent, he has to give him the way he, she is asking because it wear him out. It will annoy him. So 
These two parables is the example. God is a God of heaven and earth. This our God is not the way the judge is, but God is the one who can provide our uh, what we need. The one we are asking. So this also the why God delay to answer our prayer because He wants to change our perspective, our our perspective in life. Keep on asking because God is more than a friend in our life. That makes us to be persevere in prayer. So to these two example, we have to be persistent and God will give us whatever we ask in his name, in his name. Number two, it's not only that God wants to change our perspective. God also has a plan. God has a plan. Why our prayer is not answered yet? God always has a plan. It's not in your time, but in his own time. Example, in Psalms 27, 4. I want to read to you Psalms 27, 4. One thing I have asked from the Lord, and I shall seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. So the plan of God, you know why? Unless we don't lose everything in our own life, we cannot see the fullness of God in our life. It means that we have to clear up first our own things in order that we can see the beauty of God in our life. For example, in verse 4, verse 3, the, the right example uh, of this, that God is delaying the answer's prayer, he has perspective, he has a plan. The example of this plan is David. David, we know, we read in the story, that God anointed David when he is a teenager or he is young. He don't become king quickly. He has, David become, I don't know how old this David become a king, but it's a long process of time before David. You know why? Uh, it, Saul, King Saul, the one in the position at the time that makes David also delay, but for not in the in the throne. So, if I am the if I am David, God promised me to become a king, to become a king. And why until now that God don't put me in the throne? So. You know that God has a promise on you. You know that God has a promise on you. But because of King Saul, David cannot get it. You know why when the king, the present king, knows that David is already anointed to be the next king, King Saul wants to kill David. He don't want, he don't want him to become a king. Then David is running for his life. Until, you know, in the story, there is opportunity 
that David can also have the opportunity to kill the king because king wants to kill him. If you are the anointed one that God anointed you before to be a king, as a human being, you have to do anything in order to sit on the throne as a human being. But you know the heart of David? The heart of David in verse, in verse 3, Though a host income against me, my heart will not fear. Though war rises against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. So David is confident that the promise of God will be um, put him in the throne in a due time. You know, and, and according to the story, David is running of his life until he reaches the cave. He, ra he ran for his life and hide in the cave. And in one, one time, I think in the story, King Saul reached the cave too. I don't know what he's doing in the cave. Maybe he go restroom. But he don't know that David is there. There is an opportunity that David can kill, can kill King Saul. And he said, his assistant said, boss, your King Saul is here. We can kill him. But David said, no, he don't want to touch the anointing of God that is in the position. You know, if in our life, God promised us and we cannot get an answer, the thing that we come in our mind is discouragement, disappointment, because you already know that that is your position is yours and you cannot get it. And then discouragement, and then you come, you become despair. You know, we don't expect why many Christians left the church because they cannot get what they want, what they can, what they want in the church. So many Christians left Christianity because their perspective is different. Their perspective is different. So we cannot, we cannot blame them. That's why we have to remind ourselves that we have to change our perspective according to God's will. If we are, our perspective is our own, discouragement comes to us. You know, we observe many Christians stop going to church because of discouragement. You know why? Because they cannot get the way they are praying for. It's look like they don't have hope I already mentioned this to God, but God doesn't allow me. But you know how long King David become waiting for the timing of God. So delaying an answer, it's also mold our character. In verse 13 and 14 of Psalms 23, it says that, I would have despair unless I have to believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait on the Lord. So, waiting for the Lord all the time. You know, we Christians, if we understand only the perspective that God wants us to do, we just keep on persisting whatever prayer we have in our life. So, 
In 1 Samuel, also, 1 Samuel 26, 9, 29, 1 Samuel, I want to read with you, 26, 9 to 11. But David saw to Abishai, do not destroy him for he can stretch out his hand against the Lord anointed and be without guilt. David also said as the Lord lives surely the Lord will strike him and his day will come and that he dies and he will go drop down into the battle and perish 11 the Lord forbid that I should not stretch out my hand against the Lord anointed, but now please take the spear that is that his head and the jug of water and let us go. So David said, if God wants King Saul to be dead, he will do it. He can send King Saul to the war and then be killed them. And he can send also uh, King, King uh soul to anything and be died but I will not touch him. That is depending on the Lord. It means even though this position is ours we don't need to be forced to get that thing. We have to wait on the Lord because when God's will is the time is when the time is right God will give that to us. All the things that we persist in prayer we persevere in prayer. We have to look forward that will, God will deliver that to us in a right time. Amen. In a right time. So it's not only that God wants us to change our perspective. God has a plan to us. And also God has a promise. In Luke 11, 9, Luke 11, 9, it says that it says, so I say to you, ask and it should be given you. Seek and you will find. Keep on knocking, it, it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And he who seeks find, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now suppose one of your father is asked by his son for a fish, and he will not give him a snake instead of a fish. Will he? Or if he is asked of an egg, he will not give him a scorpion? Will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So God doesn't give us the things that is not good for us. God always give the things that is good for His children. Some, but sometimes some of us is looking for the good things in the in the wrong place. Sometimes we are looking for the good things in the wrong place. That's why we cannot find the way we are looking for. But 
we have to know that only total satisfaction we have is only on the Lord. In 1 John 5, 7, 10, it says how we claim the promise of God. God's promises to answer our prayer. This is the confidence that I have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. He will hear us. In his promise, uh, this is also the parable in 1 Kings 18 about if we know the story, all of us know the story of Elijah, that Elijah is praying not to for the rain, no rain in that place. But God showed, God talked to Elijah, go to King Ahab, the worst king, that unless he don't change or he don't repent, no rain in the country. And, and Elijah go to King Ahab. But after three years and a half, God also come again to Elijah. Go to King Ahab that I will send a rain in, in this country. You know, in the story, God can send the rain to Elijah, to, to the, to the place or to the country of King Ahab without telling Elijah. He can send directly the rain. But you know, he used Elijah to talk to King Ahab. You know why? That is called partnership. In God's purpose to our life, in our life, God can use us in all order to fulfill the will of God in this place. Sometimes God can do directly what he wants in, 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 in this world, in his people. He can do directly what he wants to his people. God in, but in these promises, God always promises that we can be a partner of God in order to become a blessing to other people. God uses us if we are willing. In this, in the in James, in, it says that God showed him to tell the king Ahab to send him a rain. And God uses us also exactly the way he, he said to Elijah, God can use it us. You know, it is our privilege as the children of God, as the people of God, to be used by God. It is our privilege because we can be a children of God for nothing. God saved us with a purpose. We know that, that God doesn't die on the cross for just sitting down in the chair, for just uh, wasting our time. God died on the cross to save us, to save others too. That's why we need to tell others. That's why we have missionary. That's why we have people that that spread the gospel of God. The good news. That is our God. So God can go directly what he wants, but God wants a partnership with you and me. Yes. God wants a partnership. God wants to use you. That's why sometimes all our prayers is not answered in the right time because we know that God always 
want to change our perspective. God wants, God has a plan. I don't know where is the, what is the plan of God in our life, in your life. And God always has a promise. When God promised that I will take care of you, He will take care of us. Amen. We have to hold on in the promises of God. We have to hold on that God always has a promise to His people. It's not only that we God has a promise, God also, we give God the praise and glory for what answer He is giving to us. You know, if you are... If you are young, you cannot pray to God that Lord make me a millionaire because God doesn't God knows you cannot handle money yet. Oh. Maybe when you are a little bit older, you become a millionaire because you know how to count money. So God always has a, an answer to our our prayer. But whatever answer God has, we have to give him praise and glory to his name. Persistent prayer it is always continue to pray until God answered our prayer. And we give him praise and thanksgiving for what answer he has. We can close this example. In Paul, the Paul, an example of Paul. It's in 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 and 8. This is the answer of God to Paul, in the case of Paul. This a thorn in the flesh. Because of the sur surpassing greatness of the revelation, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me to keep me from exalting myself. To keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I implore the Lord three times that it might leave me. Keep me from exalting myself. Turn in the flesh, when I look at in Google, it says physical ailment. Physical ailment. So, in the case of Paul, God doesn't answer his prayer. God gave him a turn in a flesh. It's a physical ailment to keep him from exalting himself. So in our life, sometimes we have to understand. We have the, we have the example of David. We have the example of Elijah. Now there is an example in case of Paul. To keep me from exalting myself, it means God wants us to be humble. God wants us to drop all whatever we have in our life and look at to him. Ask him and give him all the things and be persistent in him. You know, in God always uses things in our life in order that we can look him up. That's why in Luke 11, it says that change the perspective of the disciples. He said, our Father who art in heaven, 
we have to acknowledge that all the things in our life, we cannot do it all. It's all from God. It's asking God for His mercy and grace to our life. In summary, God will sacrifice our physical health or comfort in order to change our character. In order to change our character. We have to know that. He cares more about our eternal life in character rather than our physical. Because this body will just live this in this earth. Our eternal life is important to God. And he wants to mold us. He wants, he wants to change our perspective that he is the God of heaven that can change everything in our life. In the sight of God, humility is the greatest blessing as a Christian or as a children of God. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word that reminds us, God. Lord Jesus, help us to become humble, Father. Help us, Lord, to look up on you all the time, Lord, whatever circumstances in our life. Help us, Father, to depend on you, to be dependent in everything on you, Father God, that we will keep ourselves, Lord. Help us, Father God. Help us, Lord, that all these things in life, Lord, we look up to you. Help us to become persistent in everything, Lord, and persistent to serve you, Father, persistent to give you glory, persistent to ask anything in your name, Lord. In Jesus' name, Father, over us tonight with your protection, Lord. Meet our needs, Father God, in whatever for your children needs, Father. You are the God of heaven and earth, Lord. Our life is in your hand, Father. Help us, mold us, Father God, according to your will. That your name will be lifted up. Your name will be known in the midst of your people, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are still with us, Father God. Thank you for meeting the needs of this church, Father. Lord, we know you are our God, the eternal God that can provide anything in our life. Thank you, Jesus, for this night. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder that you're always with us, Lord God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you.